In this episode, we're talking about how to turn workplace red flags into business green lights. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Kabi Kabi and Gabi Gabi people. We honour their songlines and storylines and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which you are listening to this episode today. Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education stepping into the wilderness, however that looks, with your family. Each week, we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking the road less travelled. We're your hosts, Vicky and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in and join us on this next adventure. Hello and welcome to the Raising Wildlings podcast. We're your hosts, Vicky Oliver. And Nikki Farrell. And today we're talking all about how to turn all of your workplace red flags into business green lights. You. What do we mean by that? <laughs> so we're really going to be talking about those things that happen in your workplace that make you feel ick. Ick, uncertain, angry even, um, mm. disappointed and frustrated. Misaligned. Misaligned. Flip those around into business green lights, living within your values. Yes, that's what it is. Boom. Yeah, Nikki, I want you to um, start us off with a scenario that we've encountered recently about living within our values as a business. Mm. This one is close to our hearts. Um, we So back teaching, I don't even know, when when did the marriage equality bill come in? Whenever that was, um, we got told, I was teaching still at the time in a mainstream high school, and we got told at a staff meeting that teaching is not political. We cannot uh, bring up anything about the Marriage Equality Act. We can't answer children's uh, students' questions on it, which made me ragey. Couldn't wear a rainbow pin, couldn't wear any rainbow flags, even if it had nothing to do with gay pride. (laughs) Um, And look, many of us rebelled against that anyway, because it was a time where the LGBTQIA community was feeling very hurt, very um, unloved and was feeling a lot of prejudice and hate towards them. So Mm. the least we could do was wear something to be in support and to show them that were people that cared and loved them for exactly who they were. Um, so that was that was then, and then I left the system, joined the business with Uvic, and fast forward, you know, however many years later, and we were working alongside a school, and I won't drop names because you know it is what it is, and we don't want to mm. end up in a legal battle. <laughs> but there was a school that was um, splashed all over the papers recently, who we'd been doing some work with, and personal relationship wise, loved, Indeed. had no issues with working with this school and the people that we were working with in the school had a great relationship um but they were splashed all over the news for um out rolling out some very discriminatory enrollment policies for um pretty much stating that their students were not allowed to be openly lgbtqia plus essentially yeah mm-hmm. yeah Openly, openly to roll that out to parents they had to sign it they had to sign a contract and send it yeah it was mm. it was exactly that it was a mm. contract they had to sign pretty much saying that they could kids couldn't come out yeah. really is if you were going to sum it, sum it up so then yeah long story short we had been working with them running professional development but we were also running our own private programs on their land 
And we came to this crux in our business when this came out. We would we were horrified. Like we oh, yeah. and I don't want to play the we had no idea game because I would even go as far as to say I was um really upset as well, like horrified and um deeply like like almost so it's just not even a strong a betrayed. enough word. Betrayed. I yeah. felt betrayed. Yeah, I did. For, and for those children that go to that school. and Oh, I was in tears reading the stories from yeah. students that were past and present mm. about how that contract made them feel as a, as a human being. Mm. We won't get into the semantics of all of that. But it gave what we wanted to get to in this point was it gave us the chance to really evaluate where we stood in our own personal values, yes, but as a business, business, what did we stand for? And we knew mm. instantly that we stood for equality for all and we stood for love for all and um, for a treating school people for all. equally. Yeah, for a school for, a school for, for all. all. And if it couldn't be, if our LGBTQI people couldn't be comfortable at that school, then we couldn't run there. Mm. So within 24 hours, Amanda, our Brisbane manager, had secured us a new site. Completely new site and we'd communicated with the school our our strong values and our strong reasons. And they were really, they were really great about that. They just got back to us and said, look, we understand. Mm. It didn't change the contract until um, a court made them throw it out. But then I'm just going to add this part because they then threw a contract out later when we thought it was all done and dusted and they were moving on. They put another contract out for teachers to sign that they couldn't be openly gay as well. So that just double cemented it for us that it wasn't the right place to live our values as a business. Now, we have a very, very successful relationship with that school. It was one of our most profitable relationships but we couldn't do it. We just couldn't be there anymore. So that was a giant red flag. Leaving there, though, as the universe does, we move locations. The location is better. Our parents loved it. Yeah. And our parents valued us for making that choice. There we had so much feedback saying we are so glad you moved. We are so glad that you made that choice. We will stay with you because of your beliefs. Yeah. And I I think that if for and we personally didn't doubt our decision for a second, but if we had of that feedback just goes to support the fact that we live within our values. If we believe in forest school for all, and we mean all. Then we need to make sure that all the decisions we make within our business are aligned with that. Mm. Those decisions, like absolutely, we know our why, we know our um, just cause, and our values are very, very clear. We are not going to waver in those. No, and that might be a different way of doing business to you know middle-aged white men, capitalist-led businesses, because ours is. Values first, Mm -hmm. profit last. But what we find over and over again is that every time we end up in a sticky situation where our values are challenged, when we choose where we are 100% aligned, it comes back to us Mm. tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's not our aim. It's just just what has happened because people trust us and people trust that we are authentic and that we have 
our children's best interests at heart because we do. That's why we're here. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, okay, tell us a story of when you knew it was time to get out of education or when, or a time when you had red flags that you were like, oh, I need to get out. Yeah, I was, I guess one of the big ones for me was I was so sick of coming up with really creative ways of justifying what I had to teach to students who would be in the classroom. And as a maths teacher, I had to do it all the time, specifically when we were about to do trigonometry and why do we need to know Pythagoras' theorem is and all of that sort of stuff. And I I was, I thought I was really clever, you know, um, aside from, yes, if you're a builder, you would need to know this sort of thing, which ironically now you could just plug into an app. You don't need to know the theory behind it, but that's beside the point. Um, I would be like, you know, abstract thinking is really important and this is a way for you to stretch your mind and use your brain in different ways. And, you know, over time it just dawned on me that why does it have to be in this subject that you're engaging in abstract thinking? Maths is not the only subject in which you can stretch your brain to think in different ways. And then I guess that also leads to me second-guessing the validity of a lot of the curriculum. Mm. Yes, a lot of the stuff that we teach people is valuable to know but that's not to say just because we teach it they retain it or it's something that informs their life moving forward because if they don't enjoy it or understand it it's not going to become part of their knowledge system that (laughs) helps them to make informed decisions about in the world Um, I know plenty of adults that don't have very basic understandings of concepts that we have been taught in school and they get by just fine (laughs) Yeah, and I'm the same. Like me with my maths, I just get a Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You outsource the information. Um, so, and then on top of that, you know, another red flag for me was causing so much stress to young people, wasting mm. their youth inside because there wasn't enough real world opportunities to be part of the community. We squirrel them away into classrooms and then, I got so despondent when I was like, right, I'm going to organise this excursion, get them out in the real world, see things with their own eyes. Nope, sorry, too risky, too expensive, bad timing, just no, it would be unfair if they went on, like just whatever excuses administration would come up, I've got to take that to PNC. Like, excuse me? Like, what? They need to be part of our community to feel a sense of belonging. No wonder so many young adults get out into the real world and then are like, what? Yeah. I don't know what I am or who I am. And those were the really big red flags, I guess, for me. So what about you? After my little oh, rant. Yeah, no, I can, yep, well, I'm ready for the next rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It was um, kids bouncing off the walls because, you know, we're stifling their natural movement. Like they're, and they're, So they're unable to regulate, you know, I can, and I see it every day in my child, children, and, and that if they're not moving, then they're not regulating. And if they're not regulated, there's outbursts. So like, we know this from child development and yet, you know, and sitting is a new smoking, but let's make them sit for five hours a day, mm. you know. So I was sick of sick of the marking and I was sick of yeah questioning even myself, like how is this assignment actually going to help this kid? And then again, like you said, how is this assignment going to make them a well-adjusted, well-balanced well-regulated adult mm. when they're so stressed and they're just doing it because they have to. Like, yeah. yeah, I felt like it was all work and no life because I was marking at nights and on weekends, like there was no life. And granted I was a new teacher, so I know it would get easier and, you know, marking would get quicker and whatnot, but it's not how I wanted to spend my after hours. Like I already had a job and 
And we don't work freaking nine till three. Teachers don't work nine till three. <laughs> Uh, and and then it's weekends and nights as well like why am I taking time away from my children to mark other people's grades who don't give a shit about their grades uh-huh. yeah and but a big one for me was uh we were talking about at a staff meeting we we're talking about NAPLAN and um one of the older teachers who'd been around for donkeys super knowledgeable super intelligent had a question about NAPLAN's validity and whether you know we should have been teaching to the test fair question <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> critical thinking. Don't be critical thinker. I know. Don't push authority. Don't, you know, don't question people above you. And the principal f- told him in front of the whole teaching cohort that, you know, if he wanted transfer papers, he knew where to find them in front of the whole cohort. And I was like, oh, right. Wow. That's. <laughs> wow. But, and granted, he was a guy that asked a lot of questions in staff meetings, but I've. There's a lot of us thinking the same thing. Do you know that's the exact reason why I would never speak up in those situations because I would have been absolutely mortified if someone had said that to me, mortified. And where's the respect of a senior teacher that's been teaching for how many years? He's teaching year 12, the hardest of sciences, and just to be like, go find another job. Yeah. Don't care. Like where's the respect of the individual too? Where's the, where's the conversation about mm. these from experts in the bloody classroom who mm. see it day in and day out and are seeing the effects of these teaching and the curriculum being changed to suit this net plan teaching. Ooh. So makes me mad. Yeah, do, the rant. do you know, <laughs> I don't know if I've, I probably have said this story before, but um, another one for me too was uh, we as a, as teaching staff had to decide whether we were going to um, not allow nose piercings for students oh. And we had to vote on it and uh, they had to vote on a, a few other things like, you know, pulling socks up, rolling off oh, the one that kills me, rolling their shirt sleeves down. Um, and we and the decision was made. <laughs> the decision was made because if we crack down on uniforms, then we get better compliance with students. And at the time I was like, oh, yeah, behaviour management, that helps. And it did, and no doubt it does. And But then I thought about like on what level is that respectful to students? Like that just makes and our job easier. And the individualism, it, it's not. It's like let's stamp out any form of rebellion, any Ooh, form personality. of, you know, <laughs> agency that children have over their lives. Stamp it out so that they can just focus on their studies because we're not about holistic development. We're about compliance and making sure we get them through the curriculum and, you know. yeah. That was another red flag to me was exactly that because as a home group teacher, your job is to check, you know, check everybody in and check the uniform. And I was like, hang on, one part of you is saying home group teachers are all about forming relationships. Yes. If they've got any issues, if they need any help with homework, like it's relationships, relationships, relationships. Then you're telling me to talk to this 17-year-old man who's about to, he's got his license, he's about to leave, he's about to vote, he's about to drink that he needs to change his socks because they're too short yeah. or they're too long or they're black instead of white. Like they're not fluorescent tie-dyed. Yeah. They're oh, just look, the only socks he had in his bloody cupboard. Yeah, or your shoes aren't fully black. They have a white tick on them. That's not okay. Yeah. You need to give it, have a uniform slip and you've got to go to detention. Like And, and but now keep that relationship. Yeah, but then <laughs> profusely apologise to them because you know it's ridiculous. Um, and you're really sorry that you have to give them, but I'll get in trouble if I, like, it's, that's not, like, what are we modelling to them about yeah. relationships and 
and authenticity, authenticity too. Like, I don't believe in this, but we have to do it anyway. Yeah. Like, well, this is my job, but you have to do it. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. We <laughs> we love teachers. It's the system. It's, just, it's Please the system. Let us know. Yes. It's the system. And it's the authoritarianism and it's yeah. the lack of choice and all of the things for teenagers who are capable and able human beings and deserve more. And teachers so who then, are capable and, and yes. able to make decisions but feel like they can't. And are not trusted by, you know, parents, I have to say as well, and but also higher-ups that have never stepped a foot into a classroom yeah, as well. exactly. Okay, positive side. So then we've got all, the, all these red flags. What, what did we how do? How did we flip them into a business? Yeah, what yeah. did we do? Well, um, I guess we built the business around our values, number one. Yeah. Um, and we get to say no to things that don't align with what we believe. So um, yeah. we are a like business. When people are openly discriminatory. Yes, exactly. We we say no to that. Um, we get kids outside that nature is the third class, the, the third teacher um, the third mm. mentor. Um, yeah, outside and calm, they, they can self-regulate so much better and yeah. they have so much agency and autonomy of their learning environment. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's giving mm. children, they, these capable and able, able, <laughs> these capable and able children that agency, I think. Yeah. And, and that curiosity back, we give mm. them instead of like, this is how you must fit in this box, this assessment must fit in this box, don't be too creative or you won't get an A. It's allowing that curiosity and that love of learning because there's no marking and no grading. That's right. And I think that there's this um, intention with new ways of grading and marking in schools that it is supposed to be reflective and that it is supposed to be a conversation, but it doesn't work out that way. It's not like... We don't have time. No. What do we learn? Like what... what what could we look back on and, and say that we would do better or was that, you know... When, when it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, why was that? Like, let's have a think about it and problem solve or whatever. It's That's not part of the conversation with rubrics mm. and marking schemes. There are some exceptional teachers that I don't know how they fit it in, you know, that they do have those conversations. Okay, you know, you got this and you're capable. Like, what is it homework? Is it, mm. is it time? Is it procrastination? Do you need to set yourself a deadline? Is it calendars? But where they fit that in? Yeah, Lord exactly. Knows. I don't exactly. know. So we we do, we foster that curiosity. I love, so one of the other things was we set our hours. Mm. Like, you know, I went from feeling like I had no work-life balance and don't get me wrong, starting your own business, there are certainly stages of your life where like, oh, my God, I'm working too much, I'm working another night, I'm at another networking thing. Yeah. But then there's other times where like we're taking two weeks off or I'm going away for this amount of time. Um, yeah. And now we don't, you know, now we work three days a week, two days, four days, whatever it is that suits us at that period of our yeah. life because we never want to work five days a week again. We want to prioritise our time with our children while they're still here. Like our kids are 10 now. Yeah. You know, it's another eight years and they'll be gone. That's right. So I can work five days a week once they leave home. Yeah. Um, and we get to create this village of people that also see children as capable yeah. and able and want their children to be respected as the individuals that they are. That's right. That's what really excites me. And we build that capacity for other mentors and people who want to work with kids to also have that freedom. Um and we work their skills and strengths into the business. Um, we're always mm. constantly asking, what is it that you love about your job? What is it that you would happily outsource to someone else? And we work 
as much around that as we can. And even like, um, you know, when we resource collect, for example, um, we do that because we, the feedback we get when we they use those resources is that purpose, like, you know, so worth it. Mm. Um, it's not all this time spent to then have a negative response from the people you're doing it for be like, oh, I, 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 I can't, I'm really grateful, Miss, that you tried to come up with an interesting maths assignment. Like, oh, I have to do it, you know, like <laughs> it's not the same. And whereas no, now it is not the same. like the, the reception we get from what we provide. It's so, so different. different, isn't it? Yeah. It's The relationships are so different. The teaching and learning is so different. The environment's so different. Yeah. The feeling down there is so different. The, yeah mentor to child relationship everything is just completely opposite to how I experienced the Mm. classroom and don't get me wrong I loved helping children and Mm. being there for those children but a lot of that was not content a lot of that was like oh you're having a rough time oh you broke up with a girlfriend you know kind of you know Maybe it should have been a guido guidance counsellor instead. You know, I, was, I think that all the time. I'm like, I think I probably would have been better guidance officer. But we would have been the ones like, don't worry about your assignment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Focus don't on live you. your life. What are you? <laughs> um, yeah, but so here we are. We're actively steering our own ship in our own career in whatever we want to call this education, outdoor rec, whatever it is, what, what we've created, a beautiful forest school and our beautiful business. And we're not the only ones that can do that. You can do that too. Yeah. If you're a regular around here at Wildlings, then you'll know that we're all about taking the road less travelled. But you also know that sometimes we know that you need a map to know where you're going. So if you're someone who works with children, believe us when we say that starting your own nature play business will lead you to some of your greatest mentoring moments. But to get those moments, you absolutely need to pull up your bootstraps and get to work. So let us guide you on those first important steps on your journey. You can come and join us on our free four-day challenge to start your own wildly successful nature play business and it will just help you get on your way to where you want to go. You can access that free uh, four-day challenge at www.wildlingsforestschool.com forward slash wild-business. And as always, we absolutely love doing this journey with you. So until next time, stay stay wild. wild. Thank you.